As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Good Saturday morning, everybody. Another episode of Hobby Hotline, episode 132 to be exact. We got a few topics uh, on the menu today, but first let's uh, let's uh, introduce uh, everyone. My name is John Newman, Sports Car Nation, and today we're joined by, uh, from top to bottom, Brody the Kid. What's up, guys? And uh, Logan Ward, NASCAR Radio. Well, 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 this is this is hobby hotline. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm good to go now. We're good to go. Uh, I, I wonder if anyone like I I get it. I wonder if anyone else uh, uh, gets that uh, that reference. But you know what? Since you did that, we weren't going to start the show uh, with that. But let's uh, uh, you know segue uh, right into it. This isn't going to be. Uh, our main topic, uh, obviously, um, but uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, pay. I'm a big football guy. Uh, I, you know, whether you're old like me or young like Brody, there isn't too many people, especially who have any kind of affinity for football, that don't know, you know, who John Clayton is from his ESPN days, kind of going around the league and uh, passed away uh, last night, from what I'm getting. Um, and uh, just says a, a brief illness, so I, I didn't go into details. I know his last tweet was just a week ago, and he was talking about the Russell Wilson trade uh, to Denver. So I'm not sure uh, what happened. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He used to be a Pittsburgh beat reporter, so I've known him from even some of the early days, and just uh, seemed like a great guy. Definitely, you know, was always on top of, of the NFL. Uh, and most night, you know, ninety percent of the times, what he reported turned out to be accurate. He's definitely had his finger uh, on the pulse. Been involved in football uh, for for a good chunk of his life, and uh, uh, he passed away yesterday. Going to miss him uh, and, and uh, what he brought to a sport. I'm uh, very fond of. Uh, kind of Brody. Uh, I'll go to you first. Just being younger, you know. I mean, you you knew who John Clayton was. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean. This things, you know, he said. I watched his commercial yesterday from when he was in his parents' basement with this <laughs> little film set up. That was, that's a classic. Uh, uh, it's so funny. Laugh every time. But yeah, prayers with this family. The good, good life in NFL for. Yeah, and that's why. That's where uh, Logan get, ripped the shirt off there. Now he's got his regular polo on. But. Uh, uh, I know you know him, uh, Logan. You know, I think even people who aren't necessarily huge football fans, whether it's from that commercial, like Brody said, or just in general, have you know know who kind of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think they called him the professor, and he really was the yeah. professor. He 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 brought a, a, a nice flavor and, and a good you know good analysis to anything that he did, especially like on ESPN and. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, and, and I see that he was only 67 years old. I thought actually I thought he was older than that. So, you know, that kind of brings in a mortality thing for me because I'm 62 and he, he's not much older than me. So, you know, and it just makes you wonder what happened because they said it was unexpected. You know, just it just happened. I don't know what I don't know if anybody's heard anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I we can only speculate. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when it's a sudden thing like that is you know, hardish, a cardiac, a, a cardiac thing. I mean, there was no there was no post that he's battling anything or that he was sick and it'll be you know, uh, 
not available for a while or anything like that. I mean, he, like I said, he just had reported about the the Russell Wilson deal and kind of his take and how Seattle's in the full rebuild. And that was really the last tweet. Like, so I don't know, you know, again, we, it's all speculation. Uh, and, you know, we, we I, I thought he was a little bit older too. I think because he's been around so long, someone is older than they, they actually are. So uh, great comment from, from Zach Byrne here. Uh, I think this is a great comparison, you know. Uh, Clayton, for me, was the Peter Gammon uh, of football. Fond memories. Yeah, and I, you know, Peter Gammons is still with us, but he's not on ESPN. You hardly see him anymore. But at, at one point, they were both on the network uh, at the same time, and that's really what it was. Peter Gammons was the baseball guy breaking news, and John Clayton was the football guy uh, breaking. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're not going to have that anymore, but uh, we can always, you know, I'm sure that we'll probably ESPN is going to be running uh, that commercial uh, back in rotation, kind of to, to pay homage, if you will. So, uh, good morning, Herman. Nice to see you. Uh, DH, good morning. So, uh, again, you know, for those that didn't know, uh, John Clayton passed away. A lot of people probably, you know, maybe haven't even heard till till now. I, I found out. I woke up this morning at 3 a.m., full disclosure, not very exciting story, uh, to use the restroom. And I just checked my phone for, like, missed notifications. Uh, I kind of went to bed early uh, than I usually do on a Friday. And... That's how I found out, like literally in the middle of the night, like, you know, kind of had to rub my eyes. Maybe I'm reading something, but not 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 the case. So uh, I just wanted to uh, I don't you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, I was cool with what Logan did with the the shirt (laughs) there. But I thought, you know. Uh, when you lose someone that that almost everyone knows in in the sports world, which is so aligned with with the hobby aspect as well, I thought we should at least touch on it. But the the story I really wanted to uh, lead off with and, uh, is uh, Chris Carlin, uh, formerly of Upper Deck, part of this show. Uh, he's going to have a, a new a new workplace. He's leaving uh, Upper Deck to go to uh, Collectors. Uh, more more known as PSA, the hat that uh, Logan's rocking right now, and and again, there's a human element to this, you know, and there's financial stuff, there's happiness stuff, and and that's that's you know personal to Chris Carlin, and as it should be, but just as a hobbyist, kind of taking, and I, I'm very close with Chris and friends with him, but taking that aside, and I haven't. Full disclosure: I haven't talked. I haven't talked to him about uh, this move. So this is all before I, I have any comments uh, pertaining to that. My first initial reaction, guys, and and I know you know him uh, well too, was I was kind of sad. Not for him personally. I mean, this this is his decision, and he's taking on a new challenge. But kind of what he meant, uh, you know, with what he did at Upper Deck, seeing him walking around the national and interact uh, interacting with people and handing stuff out that the different sets he was responsible for getting produced uh as you know a key cog uh, at upper deck you know he he I, I guess what i'm sad with is he's going from sort of like a production card role to you know just to uh, in a sense a grading company he's going to be in charge of customer service uh he's going to be a great asset obviously uh to collectors that's no doubt but we're going to lose the the card chris sort and i know grading involves cards I'm, I, I get that but more on the front lines uh, of cards that we're missing we're going to miss that aspect of them i don't know i hope he still gets to you know, interact with people, but uh, he was one of the best uh, uh, in the biz with, with kind of walking the floor. It's just one of us and high-fiving and talking about products and what's going on at Upper Deck. And I don't know if he, you know, I don't know. I know he's going to be in the customer service role. He gave me this. I, I don't know if you guys got one. This is a an Upper Deck fun gauge. And, and kind of when I heard when I heard this, you know, I put it on, on the low fun because, uh, we're going to, I mean, Upper Deck's going to miss him. I think the hobby's going to miss him. And he's not leaving the hobby, but I think they're going to miss him from that card production, a card manufacturer for Upper Deck to now going in sort of a cor- more of a corporate role as a, a customer. And he, he was customer service, even with Upper Deck. But, 
he was i think it was more hands-on and again we'll have to see he just be starting uh this coming week uh uh just to, i'll go to i'll go to logan first you know him you know uh, your thoughts when you kind of uh, heard this? Well, my, my initial thought in, in, I texted, uh, on the hobby hotline, you know, page and, you know, I, I think it's a good thing for him. I, uh, I'm proud for him. I'm happy for him. I think he's going to be more out of the spotlight. Now he's not going to be, you know, out in front and center. You know, he's going to be back behind the scenes, probably more at, at collectors. Uh, but, I'm hoping that he does come to the national still. I'm sure he probably will, that we'll be able to get to see him there. But uh, I love Chris. He's, he's fun to be around. He's always positive. He's always upbeat. Uh, he always likes to do goofy pictures and things like that. I, I enjoy that, you know, cause I like to do those same kind of things. And uh, like I said, I just hope we get to see him, you know, still at the national. I'm sure we'll, We'll still see him on Hobby Hotline, but uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he he loves doing stuff like that, and that that's just his personality, and that's what attracts me, you know, you know, to being friends with him because he is that way, and it's you know kind of like I am. Yeah, I mean, I I love Chris. You know, he's done so much for me. Um, he got me that awesome card at the national, and he's just a great guy, like we've said, and I'm happy for him that. He's staying in the hobby. I mean, he had a long run at Upper Deck. But in terms of the entire hobby, the thing that comes to mind to me is in the last, like, two or three years, Sue's moved away from Tops, Tracy moved away from Phoenix, and now Chris left from Upper Deck. So we're going to have a lot of shifting in all these companies, which I think is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah. Brody, Brody brings up something interesting there, pointing out some of those folks that have kind of moved on from the the card production the, the card manufacturer uh side of the house to the you know the non-production uh companies you know whether it be golden with auctions and, and in chris's case uh collectors which is is more known for grading um you know i i just i'm gonna miss him you know and again he's gonna be at the national i don't want to speak for him but it's probably a safe bet that he's gonna at the national but you know when he walked that floor he, he always felt like you know well he was one he'll tell you this himself he is one of us like just a regular guy that's got his jobs uh in the world but uh you know I, i'm gonna miss that he's probably not gonna be in that role and i i know you know people are get replaced i get it no one is you know the old saying in 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 business and and in job world right no one's irreplaceable uh but there's only one chris carlin and you know he's i'm gonna miss him in his upper deck role i know uh he, he this is his decision i'm gonna be happy for him in that but from i guess from a selfish perspective uh logan and brody i'm sort of gonna miss him uh, not being uh, with, with Upper Deck in, in the capacity that he was, you know, like, like Logan, like you stated, but with Brody, you know, you, you know, all the, all the interactions. Uh, now we can still talk to him and all that, but it, it'll just sort of be sort of a, a different vibe. But I wanted, you know, going back to Brody's point, you know, is there something, you know, are, are people reading tea leaves here with some of these moves? Uh, is it financial based? I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's financial part of life. Uh, I've made, we all make financial based decisions. Anyone that says they don't is being disingenuous. But uh, is this maybe people in the hobby just seeing, maybe looking down the tracks and, 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 and seeing some stuff. I mean, you think there's anything to that, uh, Logan? And then I'll, I'll get Brody's take, too. There could be. I mean, maybe, you know, th and again, this is pure speculation. You know, maybe there's going to be some kind of acquisition of Upper Deck. I mean, who knows? Maybe he knows something that's going on that we're not privy to. And maybe he thought it was time, you know, in, in, in his best interest to, to move on. I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say what's going to happen in the future. I mean, you know, with fanatics and everything coming in here, you know, it, there, there's so much change going on right now and so many, you know, lateral moves and, and people, you know, acquisitions and all the things that are going on, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe he saw some handwriting on the wall that, that we're not seeing. And he got this opportunity from collectors and said, Hey, this, this is a good fit for me. It financially works for me. 
and uh, it's going to help my family. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I think there's probably something for sure. I mean, Tracy went to the road show, and I think there was definitely something he saw, either if it's with the Fanatics or whatever. He obviously saw a huge opportunity in that, and like we talked about the financial ways now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chris is going to definitely be irreplaceable. But I think – but that's not saying – that I mean, Top's got a good hire. Emily Kless is awesome. Packeek is awesome too. That replaced Tracy. So hopefully, um, Upper Deck gets somebody really cool, you know, to fill his shoes. But they've got huge shoes to fill. All right, I wasn't supposed to announce this uh, yet, but since bro- no, I'm just uh, but uh, <laughs> a, a, cu- a couple co- a couple comments here. Uh, I want to get to here because I think they're pertinent. Uh, from Dan Ryan here in, in the queues where I am, he says all the hobby companies need to be aggressive in the talent land rush to build and thrive to uh, 23 and beyond. I agree. Uh, it's going to be crunch time uh, as the landscape has changed. And game time gallery. PSA customer service department needs a lot of help. Hopefully Chris will be able to get that on track. And I want to get, I'm going to say a couple things here, and then I definitely want to go to you, Logan, because I know you have your finger on the pulse with all things uh, PSA. Um, you know, Chris is a master at what he does. I mean, customer service is his middle name. And, uh, you know, but listen, this is the one category most people will tell you that uh, – is probably the lowest rated category. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gory uh, for PSA, right? Some of that customer service stuff uh, with backlogs and other issues, right? Chris is going into... You know, maybe this part of his decision. I, 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 if he's, if, if he happens to be watching, he wants to call on. That would be awesome. But even then, getting to talk to him later on, you know, maybe this is a challenge he's looking to really take. You know, I, you know, when you're anywhere for that long, right? And I was with Upper Deck over 20 years. You know, it, it, things can get, you know, not as fresh is probably the nice way to put it. And you, you're looking for, you know, something something new or a new challenge. Uh, sometimes when something's maybe almost too easy, uh, certain minds, you know, need more challenges. And so I'm wondering if this is somewhere uh, on the list with where, where Chris's decision. And we're going to talk about challenge. This is going to be quite the challenge because it's the one category that PSA definitely, I think, improve on uh, the most, uh, truth be told. They're getting the right guy, I think. You know, you could argue if Chris can't fix it, might not be fixable. Uh, you know, your thoughts, you're, you're a PSA guy, uh, Logan, you know, would you agree with that? And uh, what, what are your thoughts there? Just kind of piggybacking what, what I said. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, PSA does need some help with their customer service. Uh, you know, and it's really odd because I, I hardly ever call them, but I had to call them this week about an issue that I had with the submission. And I called late in the afternoon and I got a message saying that their, you know, they were, you know, their queue was full for uh, questions and things that they were going to take for the day. 
And it's like, you know, and they said, you know, call back in the morning. So I did, but I don't know if they're just understaffed or, you know, if they need a, a you know, a new calling, you know, call center system or what they need, but they definitely, you know, I love PSA, please PSA don't get this wrong. I, I love you guys, but uh, I, I think of, of all the different uh, departments within PSA, I think the customer service probably needs is 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 next in line for for needing the help, and they they did a great job by acquiring Chris because I think Chris is going to bring that level of of customer service and uh, help to the call center and all the things that they need, like they have at Upper Deck now. So, and and I think Nat Turner is, is a smart guy, and he you know that's why Chris is there now, and um, I think he knows that that Chris can can help put them where they need to be uh, and, you know, bring up the level of service, you know, to, to what, to what it needs to be uh, for the company that they are. Yeah. I agree with Rich's comment too. I think that um, upper deck has definitely had the best customer service of the three companies probably for quite a bit now. And I think it probably does have a lot to do with Chris being there. So. Well, I think they got the right guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we all sound sound like we have a consensus there. I just, you know, um, I hope uh, I hope it, it it you know we all there's a term right passion bucket right we all fill it in different ways and hopefully we fill it and enjoy doing. I hope you know the new challenge uh, fills that that passion bucket for him. He's going to have his hands full. He's definitely uh, you know going to be in a different space than. You know, at Upper Deck, I mean, you're talking about two different style of, of companies. One is a card producer. One is a, a grader amongst uh, other things. Uh, maybe, you know, Logan, you brought up something that maybe, you know, there's news to come down with, with Upper Deck here. I, I don't know anything that was piggybacking off what you, you know, what you said. Maybe it's just, hey, it's hey, it's more money. No, I've, I've taken uh, new roles for for a, a raise is not wrong with uh, frowned upon or criticized for maybe you know he needed a new challenge. You're anywhere for twenty almost twenty five years or or twenty five years. That's a long time. I've been married twenty three. I know how long twenty five uh, is. So uh, sometimes it's just hey, I need a I need something to really get my juices flowing. A new challenge for me to tackle. You know, people, uh, some people like to coast and others like to, like, I want to get my hands dirty. I need to be active. I need to be fixing. And Chris is not a lazy guy. So I know he's not a coaster. So uh, he's probably wants to get in there and, and, and work and fix some stuff. And uh, from that perspective, I'm excited for him. I'm excited, you know, PSA probably got one of the best guys uh, in that capacity, you know, we're ranking he's right there uh, up at the top. So, uh, but, you know, we have seen uh, some, you know, talent acquisition uh, with some of these uh, major players and major companies and people kind of leaving long-term roles uh, for, for new ones. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how this all plays out. It's going to be interesting uh, to see, you know, uh, you know what he can bring uh, at at PSA or, or collectors, and uh, you know what improvements uh, can be made. But for those who are critical uh, of PSA, you know, now let's see, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, and let's see what he can do there. And uh, I'm, I'll be interested for to see for sure. I have an order, uh, uh, you know, Logan Brody. I have an order that's in there from October of 2021 right or i should take that back october of 2020 uh and here we are in uh in, in march of, of 22 so whatever that is 16 uh 17 months uh you know and listen i know people who've submitted cards after my submission who have gotten their stuff back you know uh, before mine so uh you know and there's a lot of stories like that it is what it is but uh, hopefully that stuff uh, gets better uh, with maybe Chris having some string pulling uh, there now. And uh, if it doesn't, it's not going to be Chris's fault. Like that, That's probably uh, safe to say. Uh, comment from Rex uh, Gocher in New Buffalo. Uh, sorry we're late. Busy morning, but we're on 
uh, the big screen. Don't send me a bill if that big screen cracks with my uh, ugly mug on it. But uh, good morning, guys, uh, in, in New Buffalo. Uh, there's expansion and uh, awesome stuff there with uh, Rex, Max, and Owen. All right, any kind of final thoughts uh, on Chris before we go, you know, in his new role or before we kind of go to the next, uh, next topic? Yeah, I just want to say that, uh, you know, all the things that I see PSA doing, I think they're they're making, in my opinion, I think they're making the right moves. You know, I, I had no idea that Chris was going to collectors until I saw the post on Twitter. Um, so I think I think PSA is is moving in the right direction. You know, they're they're trying to fix all the things that people uh, have had issues with in the past, and of course, customer service is one of those. And I think they're trying to correct that. Um, I think along with Chris, I'm sure they're going to have an uplift of their call center systems and things like that and modernize all that. So I, I see good things from the customer service side of PSA, especially now that Chris is. No doubt, Brody. Any kinda... Yeah, I agree. I think they're making good moves. And I, mean, I think I think we had every point on the line. Um Chris is a great guy, and he's still going to be in the hobby, which is awesome. Yeah, I just I'll say something, and just on the kind of to close this topic out. First off, I wish uh, Chris all the luck. He might need a little bit there with the situation get into, but he's a smart guy. He's a worker. He's going to get in there and get his hands dirty. So I'm not. I don't have any doubts uh, there. I had recently talked to him as recently as I got to give him kudos because I mean I, I would trust Chris, I guess, with like government. Uh, top secret stuff because I had recently talked to him and he made no allusion uh, to changing positions or any kind of uh, anything pertaining to this. So uh, I, you know, he would be probably a very tough poker play uh, player to play against. Uh, good poker face, no talents, mm -hmm. and uh, but uh, all joking aside, you know, obviously. Uh, Chris is a, a great person and hobby. I'm fortunate, I like you guys, to call him a friend and have some, you know, those different type of interactions that not everyone uh, is always privy to. And I'm, I'm you know, appreciative of that. And so uh, regardless of whether you like PSA, don't like PSA, uh, I wish you know, Chris the person the best of luck. This is a guy who's done a lot of stuff for a lot of people without even patting himself on the back very quietly. And so uh, I'm, I'm wishing him all the success. And again, they're getting really the right guy for, for what they, you know, we'll see what he can go in there and, and get done. And that'll be fun to watch as well. All right, let's yep. go to our, our, our next topic. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to make, make a, make a silly comment real quick. I said, I was wondering if he left any skid marks as he was leaving upper deck. <laughs> That's for you, Brad. <laughs> yeah, we we like to like inside joke humor. There you go. All right, I I you know I know it's been talked about. I think it uh, before on this show, maybe not at nauseum, and I don't want to talk about it at nauseum. But uh, you know, we all know now that Brady. I call it the Brady Ball blockbuster bummer, right, uh, gentlemen. Buys the last touchdown pass by Tom Brady, caught by, by Mike Evans, the Rams. Paid over half of them, you know, half a million dollars, five hundred eighteen thousand uh, to be exact. And the very next day, Tom Brady releases that I am returning uh, at age forty-five to play NFL football again. And you know, some people might say, "How do you know you shouldn't feel bad for a rich person that pays half a mil million dollars?" Uh, for $40 football, regardless of the story attached to it. But, you know, you do, especially, when, I mean, just think about it. It's the day after. So I'm like, like, I know Tom Brady didn't do it for that reason, but can you, you know, it looks like, hey, Tom Brady said, oh, that guy just paid. Watch this, you know, hold my beer, uh, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and come. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not a huge Brady fan, so that's that's my thing. He did it, he did it for just spite. because the guy bought the ball. Or yeah, he, and the other funny part about it, uh, the selection show just got announced for March Madness, and 30 minutes later, Brady's like, oh, pay, pay all attention on me. I'm returning to the NFL. Who cares about March I'm Tom yeah. Brady, and I'll always be the best. Well, he, listen, he's a smart dude. I wouldn't put anything past him at this point. This is a guy tried to tried to patent the term when he signed with Tampa Bay. He wanted to patent Tampa Bay. Tried to get that. Uh, was denied, but that's, you know, he's a businessman. He, his mind's always working like that. 
but uh, you know, now I'm you know now we'll go to the business side of it. Obviously, if you're that gentleman or person, I don't they haven't been identified to, to my uh, knowledge anyway. That per if you're that person that spent over half a million for that ball, and then the very next day, you know, that announcement gets made by Brady. Obviously, uh, it goes without saying that the the, the significance of that ball will decrease once Brady throws his next pass. That's another thing we got to talk about. Until that next touchdown pass gets thrown, the ball is the last. And that's probably what uh, the auction house is going to say, right, Uh, is, hey, we sold you the last touchdown ball thrown by Tom Brady. Uh, You know, you bid on it. It is the last touchdown thrown by Tom Brady until the next one, which hasn't happened yet. So that's going to be sort of the auction house's, you know, if you, you know, uh, out, if you will, to maybe a refund. But I'm just thinking legally, does does this buyer, does this bidder, does he have any legal recourse to say, hey, had I, you know, you know, he could say, had I known that, you know, and then again, the auction house could say, well, had we known a lot of things, we'd all be uh, rich people if we knew things ahead of time. Uh, that's just the chance uh, you take and, uh, you know, should have should have kind of thought about that before you bid that that high. You know, what do you think, guys? Can can he get a lawyer? Can he take any kind of legal action to reverse the transaction? Can he take any legal action to to even like pay less? Say, hey, listen, I know it's still a Tom Brady touchdown ball. It's got some value. But it isn't worth half a million anymore. Can he try to recoup maybe some of his uh, investment? Rich is Rich Klein in the in the chats. Has he paid yet? Uh, I gotta think. Uh, like you know, I know how your cards on file when you're the high bidder. I think transaction gets processed. Uh, I don't. I've never bought anything <laughs> for for half a million dollars uh, yet. I'm just kidding. Or or all or ever. Uh, so I can't speak in that right. I've bought stuff at auction, let's say for forfeit. It gets processed and then shipped to you like pretty, pretty quickly. So, and I, I got to think on a half a million dollar sale, they're probably not going to dawdle too much and get that process in case there's any issues, whether that's uh, now again, maybe they, I don't know the bidder. Maybe mm-hmm. they have an agreement where he's a known person and, you know, they have, they operate on a cashier's check. Again, there's, all sorts of variables. I don't know whether he's paid or not paid, but let's go on the assumption, guys, that he has paid the transaction plea. You know what? What can he do? You know, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely probably would try, uh, just from a, a personal perspective. Like, you know, if you you make a transaction and you you're going to lose money on it, and, and you have what you think is a perceived out. I mean, can you blame someone for trying to get out out of a, a deal like that? I'm not saying he'll be successful. I'm sure there's a lot of fine print, and and the auction house again is going to say, "Hey, when you bid five hundred eighteen thousand dollars and that auction closed, and to this day, right now today, as we're talking, to you guess what? That Brady is that ball is the last touchdown pass that Brady's ever thrown, right? I mean, that that hasn't the status hasn't really changed. All Brady said is. I'm coming back to play. What if he comes back and plays the first game? And I'm not rooting for this as much as a Brady guy, but, you know, he drops back to pass. Now, normally, here's my shot to take it. Brady kind of takes a seat before he gets a real hit. But let's say he doesn't see it. Comes from his blind side. He gets lit up. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He tears something bad, and then that's how it ends. That ball, you know, the auction house can say, see, that ball is still will remain the last touchdown of pass. That could happen, too. So... I don't know if I don't know if this person should try to get out of it, but it's gonna to me it's gonna be very difficult. Uh, you know, the only thing I could see is maybe the auction uh, tries to work out some sort of deal uh, with it. Now again, I don't know if they, you know, who consigned the ball, who owns the ball before the the bidder. Did the auction house buy it outright from somebody from the organization? How was the ball acquired? There's a lot of provenance questions uh, too, and and Leland's. Uh, is is the auction so um rather than me just say auction constantly but uh you know game time gallery comment here if you're the high bidder you buy it kind of like buying a pop one car and later another one joins the pop it's the risk you take that's a great analogy right Mm -hmm. when you buy a pop one card it is at that point that but if someone eventually grades the same card and it it gems out now it's pop two right so yeah, that's the risk you take. Me, I don't have uh, $518,000 to buy a Brady uh, ball. But even if I lived in that space, just kind of knowing how Brady was and a little bit, even with his announcement that he's retiring, it was sort of a little open-ended. And uh, even in a subsequent interview that I heard, he said he'd never say never. And that was before the auction. And so if you're going to spend that kind of money, maybe you start, you know, Google search Tom Brady and some quotes attributed to him. Uh, So do I feel bad for the person that bought it? Yeah. You know, from a human perspective, I'm a human being. I I lose financially if, if, if they don't have to. Uh, but I, I think it's like that, like that poster I came time said, uh, it's buyer beware, right? You spend that kind of money. You better be pretty sure that Brady's not coming back. And I mean, he just had one of the most incredible quarterback seasons in the history of the game. Like if he threw, you know, 17 touchdowns and 25 picks and then retired, you know, I, I, I get it. But I mean, he just had an incredible guy can still play. Uh, and obviously he's coming back to play. So I think it's sort of buyer beware. I hate to say it, but I, I don't think there's any uh, legal basis he can stand on to try to get uh, out of this transaction. Uh, what do you guys think of this whole deal? Well, well, I think I agree with you. I think he's going to come back week one, have an okay week, 250 yards a pick, and a little <laughs> slow start to come back. And then week two, whoever they're playing, he gets sacked, tears ACL, and then his wife, uh, I forget her name. I don't remember. Some famous woman. I don't know. She says, well, Tom, it's time. You broke your ACL. You got to be with the kids. Come back home. And then that ball remains as his last touchdown ball. And then that guy is happy. Well, there's my little shot at Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the way I'm seeing it, at least for now. I mean, legally, it's like what you said, John. This is still his last touchdown ball. And it will remain as such until... Uh, the fall, and if he does throw his next touchdown, then then it won't be, of course. Uh, you know, and it's like what Rex said. This is a great question for Paul Lesko. Um, I'd love to I'd love to hear what Paul Lesko has to say because, man, this is I, I'm sure he he's been jonesing for something like this for a while because this is yeah. I I don't know <laughs> if he's watching, but I mean, any lawyer. I mean, there's more than one lawyer. Uh, you know, but uh, I I hear you. I know he he's got his finger on the pulse when it comes to hobby law for sure. And if he is listening, he's more than welcome uh, to call on, or if he's in the chat, a uh, chat there. Couple, couple interesting comments uh, from Zach Woolridge that I that I find interesting. Uh, does I like I brought up? Does anyone know who Leland's was selling the ball for? I, it's a great question. Is this a private owner that put it that uh, consigned it to Leland's? Was this was it Brady himself? Like who owns the ball? Was it the Tampa's? Yeah organization is it mike evans who caught the pass is it his ball that he put up like he doesn't make as much money as tom brady does he's probably like hey i, I gotta catch up 
uh, the time I, I'm going to sell this ball. And maybe he's like, hey, I better sell it quick because I know he's coming back. Maybe there's some insider trader trading going on uh, here, too. And then another comment from Zach, right? You know, another angle is just 500K, too much to pay in the first place. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's not. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I will say this. His first touchdown pass, which was completed to Terry Glenn, his first ever in his career, which that will never change because the first, it can't change chronological order. That sold at auction for $448,000. So if the first is, you know, based on a sale is sold for $448,000, whatever the last one, whether it's this ball right now or whatever the actual one is, if he comes back and there's another one, you know, I like that the saying goes in the in in financial stuff, right? Uh, something's worth what someone's willing to pay for, right? This individual was willing to pay five hundred eighteen thousand dollars, so I guess that's what it's worth. Not to me because I wouldn't pay uh, five hundred eighteen. I might pay five hundred eighteen thousand dollars for Tom Brady to stay retired. Thousand dollars, I'll pay five hundred eighteen for him to stay retired. But uh, you know, I'll I'll. You know, joking aside, um, you know, I I think this gentleman, uh, when when all the smoke clears and dust settles, he's going to uh, probably be on the short end uh, of the stick. Uh, Logan, you were going to say something, I think. Well, you know, I'm thinking, you know, this is in a way a little like prospecting on baseball card. And, and I'm kind of kind of go off of what Chris said. Um, I mean, you have Joe Schmo, hot player coming up. And everybody puts their money into sp- spending a lot of money on Joe Schmo hot player cards. All, all of a sudden, Joe Schmo player, something happens. He, he has a career-ending injury, and now his cards go to nothing. What recourse does anybody have for that? Nothing. You don't have any recourse for that. You spent that money. Yeah. It was a risk that you took. You thought he was going to have a great career. You were hoping you were going to make money. And now you're not. So yeah. it's kind of along the same same lines of that. Yeah, my question for you guys is that Jason Dominguez, one of one super fractor, sold for over five hundred thousand or whatever it was. Should that be going for the same or more? I forget how much exactly it went for, but should that be at the same price as a Tom Brady's last touchdown pass before this even all happened? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Well, we we, uh, we could do a whole show with with prospects and the values of of some of them. You know, I've I've kind of even talked about that on my shows for for what some of these autograph colored Bowman prospects cards are are going for an auction. You could buy you know ten twenty graded Carl Yastrzemski rookies, mm-hmm. right? Triple Crown win. Uh, I, I could uh, buy a couple of National Treasures cases and just hold them and. One yeah. girl finally went to Super Bowl. I could probably make <laughs> so, you know. And I mentioned the partial refund, right? Now they're not going to do that, right? Because that's going to set a bad precedence, right? If they if they do that, then that opens the door. Like someone is unhappy, or this kind of similar something happens along similar lines, that's going to open that door. I, I, they don't want to open that door. The only thing, and I'm not saying this happens or doesn't happen or never has happened before, maybe even do something quietly, you know what I mean, behind, hey, we feel, you know, we get it. A day later, we're going to give you this amount or credit or something, you know, and, and let's just keep this on sort of the down low. Again, I'm not saying I, I'm saying that happens. I'm just saying makes you wonder if something like that uh, can be done quietly behind the scenes to sort of pacify uh, the situation before maybe legal gets involved, even though I don't think he'd win a legal battle anyway. You can, you know, people forget you can sue anybody. You can take anyone to court for anything. Doesn't mean you win. Just means you can take anyone to court for anything. So I just, it'll be interesting for all we know, this, this person may not, you know, this is everyone else putting on speculation hat. Uh, we haven't heard anything to the buyer him, uh, him or herself uh, threatening any action that, that I'm aware of. So maybe that buyer just says, says hey, my bad and uh, no bad timing, and uh, I'm going to take the L here. So, uh, you know. Uh, you know, Uncle Rich was kind of reading my mind there. There is a moral piece to this, and that's what I was thinking about. I mean, if you're the seller, can you in good conscience take – a half a million dollars from somebody uh, knowing that probably this is not going to be his last touchdown football. I mean, 
I guess what you could do is possibly have some kind of agreement saying, okay, uh, oh, there goes Rody's camera. But anyway, have some kind of legal agreement saying, okay, uh, we're going to hold your money for now and, you know, until, you know, Tom Brady throws his next uh, touchdown pass because you, you guys are right. He could have a Joe Theismann moment. And uh, it could be all over before he throws his next touchdown. But yeah, you know. that's a that's a great point, Logan. Maybe they have some sort of uh, contingency plan, like you just said. Hey, right now we bought what we advertised, and that hasn't changed yet. But you know, like like Rich said, you know, there's a moral issue too. Like, hey, we feel bad the next very next day. Said player re uh, unretired, uh, kind of changing the complexion uh, of this auction. You know, right now, what you own is what what we advertise. If he comes back, starts the season, and throws that next touchdown pass, we're willing to do this for you in light of that. That would be, you know, I think I think would be a good gesture. Now, will they do it? I can't speak to them. I don't know. I, has anything like that even would that set a precedent? Has anything ever done ever you know happened similar to that before? I can't think of any off the top of my head. So. Um, a lot of times, you know, the, the thing is, it's so instant gratification, right? A lot of times you see like Mano's last home run ball, but it doesn't hit the auctions till 10, 15 years after the actual event, right? But we live in a world now where, you know, t- you know, cards get printed uh, the same day, you know, tops now case, uh, a, mom- a momentous thing happens. The same thing with these auctions, right? Something happens and a week later, uh, that item. Uh, is is on the auction block. It's either on the auction block or sent to the respective Hall of Fame for display, but very few times anywhere in between. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be great. I, I think, you know, on, on both parts, if something like that could be done uh, for the buyer. But the question is, will they? And, and, and I guess the other question is legally, I guess they don't really have to. I mean, the only way they'd have to is is if the buyer could prove like that Leland's Knew Tom Brady was coming back, which I'm sure they didn't. Tom Brady isn't telling, hey, take that ball off uh, uh, off the list. Uh, I'll be playing again uh, next year. Could keep could care. Listen, $518,000 to all of us is a lot of money. And to Tom Brady, it probably is too. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, and people don't realize, I'm pretty sure Giselle, Giselle Bunchin makes more money uh, than he does. And uh, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see if anything comes about. I mean, this may be just a very rich person that just kind of chalks it up to, you know, I made a mistake and uh, I'm going to pay for it. And, or uh, like you said, Logan, maybe both parties come together with a contingency thing that, you know, Brady does throw another touchdown pass as he's most likely uh, to do. We'll, uh, we'll we'll have to do this for you or we're willing to do this for you if if you uh if you accept that. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm sure we'll hear more about this story. I, I think at some point, I'm not guaranteeing this, but maybe uh, the buyer uh you know comes to light. Maybe, you know, maybe the buyer goes on the tour with the ball and, and charges people to hold it and sort of recoups his money uh that way. We've seen that with with other things. Remember the Bartman ball kind of <laughs> took a, a life of its own too. Right. And uh, until they blew it up. So uh, maybe, maybe something like that uh, uh, happens, but uh, it, it'll be interesting. All right. We got a, uh, we got uh, one. I want Dan Ryan asked me, what would I be willing to pay for Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger's last touch on pad? Well, be, truth be known while I'm a huge dealer guy, I don't love Ben Roethlisberger. I like Ben Roethlisberger, so my price will be lower than someone who loves uh, Ben Ben Roethlisberger. But, hey, uh, hey, John. Yeah. You know, if he had listened to the Sports Card Nation podcast, the buyer of this ball, he wouldn't have bought the ball because you called it that that Tom Brady was coming back. Yeah, I just I I did. You're right, and I, I'm glad you said it, so I didn't. But uh, Literally the the next the day or two after he announced the retirement, I said I, I don't believe it. He's coming back. He just had an incredible. Year. People don't retire. Athletes do. It's, I don't want to say never, but it's very very rare they retire with an MV type seat, right? And so I just didn't buy it. Uh, you know, I, I felt even if you read his statement and you read between the lines, it was very like you could tell Giselle was kind of probably you know in his head. Hey, it's time. 
And I just knew, you know, he actually unretired quicker than I uh, quicker than I thought. I thought he would be a little bit more closer to the start of the the new NFL season. But uh, I think that just shows you how real not retiring he was. Literally a month later, he kind of rescinded his statement. So, uh, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be me paying that when I'm pretty sure that he's playing again. Even in some, you know, even if it's hey. I, I don't want to go through training camp, but when the start is in there, I'm, I'm going to be there. So, uh, you know, that, I, I did call it, but, uh, you know, when you have that kind of year, very few people hang up the cleats uh, on that. So, all right, last topic, because we're, we're running up uh, against the top of the hour. Uh, Rich, uh, our very own Rich Klein made this uh, aware of us, uh, to us in our, our chat room with this show. And there's an issue with a 1952 uh, top uh, Burke Ross, Willie Mays, great card, PSA 9. A person from Dallas, uh, uh, Mario Flato, uh, purchased this card for six figures and uh, got the card and uh, uh, was sent to PWCC to their vault. They sent uh, the buyer pictures of the card. It was bought... uh, from a heritage auction auction and then sent to pwcc they sent them pictures uh, closer pictures as they put it in their vault and he noticed some surface scratches on the card not the case and uh you know question whether this was really should have been a psa 9 and the price that he paid for psa 9 uh again just basing off the art i'm getting all this from the article insider insight he uh, obviously not real happy about that. Uh, then had the card shipped to Heritage uh, from PWCC. Uh, they basically told him that Heritage told the buyer, "Hey, you know your issue is is with PSA. They graded it a nine. We sold a PSA nine. Burke Ross Mays. That's what you bid on. That's again, you know, same thing here with auctions. You bid on what what we advertise, right? We didn't give you a PSA eight. Uh, slab Burke Ross Mays. It's a PSA nine. Now you see, you know if there's surface scratches on it that you feel like this card was overgraded, you got to take that up with PSA. Somehow, I think he ordered the card to be shipped back to PWCC. Uh, it was, and then P sub PWCC said they never got it. That it was that Heritage had mailed it to uh, the wrong address and that they didn't have it. And so now. The PSA 9 Burke Ross Maze is nowhere uh, to be found. So now not only is he unhappy that he might have overpaid for a card that truly isn't a PSA 9, he the card is gone too. So he's out everything. Uh, he Then he contacted, I think it's called the Watchdog. It's a, kind of a, a consumer uh, complaint uh, thing, I believe, Dal- located in Dallas with newspaper. And they got on the case, so to speak, made the, the reporter start digging and making phone calls. And, uh, you know, eventually PWCC uh, announced, even though it was sent to the wrong address, we did find it here. Uh, I don't know where they said it was, a storage room or something. Hey, here it is. We, we do have the card has reappeared. We have it. Um, but again, goes back to the original issue, right? The card overgraded. Uh, again, not a good, I think a lot of people know my thoughts on, on PWC. I don't have to reiterate them. But again, not a good look uh, on their part, right? Uh, with the uh, card was gone and here it is. Uh, Heritage said, hey, we mailed it to you to the right address. PWCC telling Heritage, no, you sent it to the wrong address. Um, you know, and uh, not again, another not good look PWC's part, but I guess there's that PSA aspect to this. And uh, I definitely, you know, Logan, I, I, your, your knowledge of PSA, you know, he's saying that this card has some scratches on it that, you know, uh, this isn't really a PSA nine, but again, I agree with heritage, right? That his, the buyer's issue is going to be with PSA. Right. And uh, so, you know, I've sent cards to PSA. You obviously have, uh, Logan, you're in the registry uh, hall of fame, like kind of uh, hearing all these details. And again, I, uh, you know, I'm reading off the, uh, reading off the article. You didn't read it, but just, just putting sort of the best you can together. I mean, what do you think of us? Well, 
before I was a NASCAR guy, I was a vintage baseball card guy up until the mid 90s. So I know how those Burke Ross cards are. They're not. And I know Uncle Rich can vouch for this. They're not the highest quality cards that you're going to see. So getting a, a PSA nine example um, is that's pretty impressive. But I think what PSA does is kind of like what they do with the 79 OPG uh, Wayne Gretzky. You know, they know that card has a rough cut and they take that into consideration. You know, people say, oh, this is a 10 PSA 10 uh, Gretzky card, but it's got this edge that looks doesn't look right. Well, that's the way it was made. And I think PSA takes that into consideration when they when they grade certain cards. And I think they probably do that with Burke Ross. I'm not going to say because I don't know. I've never seen this card in the slab. So I don't know uh, if it's got scratches and if it's worthy of the nine or not. But I can honestly say I've had a ton of cards graded. I don't think I've ever had one card overgraded by PSA. I've had cards that I think were undergraded that should have been better. But I don't see it the opposite way. So if it's a nine. Uh, I'm thinking it's probably going to be a nine. Um, that's, that's my take on it. Uh, just, just knowing how the Burke Ross cards are. Um, but, uh, you're right. The, the, the buyer needs to take that up with PSA. If he thinks that, that that's not right, then, then he needs to have PSA take a second look at it and they will, they'll take a second look at it and they'll give him a, you know, another opinion saying, okay, yeah, we were wrong. Uh, PSA does have insurance to cover those kind of things. So I think I think that's his next best move is to get a hold of PSA, let them review the card, and let the you know the buyer and PSA talk together. Yeah, I was kind of surprised he had it to, to back to PSA. Yeah, I thought that that would have been after PWCC set the back to Heritage. I don't know. I don't really get why he sent it back to PWCC. I think he should have just sent it back to PSA right away. Um, well, I don't want to speak for him, Brody, and you're right. I mean, I think his, his first beef is really to take it up with PSA uh, with, hey, this is overgraded. I paid an auction house, in this case Heritage, for nine. I don't believe this is the quality of a nine, even though you said it is. So I have a, a bone to pick with you. I think he had PWCC send it back to Heritage because I think he was kind of refuting, hey, I don't want to pay this rather than, you know, sometimes in our angst, right? We just, whoever we gave our money to is who we go after uh, first when even they may not be mm -hmm. uh, really the, the person at fault. So I think he, he had it sent back to Heritage to them say, to say, hey, look at the scratches uh, on the surface of this card. Uh, this is not a PSA 9. Even you should see that. Give me some of my money back. They said, hey, your bones to pick with PSA. Uh, we're sending this back to your vault uh, at PWCC. And and then they said they didn't get it. And so this was like sort of like Keystone Cops, right? Just Keystone Capers. And, uh, you know, and, and like you said, Logan, you know, he's probably going to have that eventually now that the card has been mysteriously found. Uh, actually send that to PSA for those folks there to, you know, examine it and state why it should remain a PSA 9 or for them to say, hey, our bad, you're right. It's still a great card, but it's probably more of a PSA 7 or say 8, which in then in turn, I don't know what happens then. And I guess you go back to Heritage and say this card was reevaluated, not not at the 9 that uh, I purchased it at. And, you know, I don't know what they do. Does Heritage just say, okay, here's this much back? Or can they fight it and say, hey, we, you know, we took that card when it was in a PSA 9 slab and that's what we sold it as. You know, you go after PSA, they, they misgraded it. We, you know, we didn't do nothing. And like you said, Logan, that's, they have insurance. How would that work? Let's say, uh, just getting ahead of ourselves, let's say PSA says, hey, you know what? This is an eight. We're going to re, we're going to regrade it. We're going to re slab it. It's proper grade as an eight. Would PSA have to, uh, you, I know you said they're insured, and I know the guarantee that it's genuine, uh, or they're supposed to. Does PSA like legally have to pay Mr. Mario from Dallas any kind of price differential because now it's an eight, not that the nine that he, he purchased in auction? Well, I'm not going to speak for PSA, but what I think the way that that it works is it's based. The insurance is going to be based off the current market value of the card, so. I, I guess that if they he paid X number of dollars for that card, that that would set the market value for that card. So I guess what would could ha I guess what could possibly happen 
This is where we need Paul Lesko. I guess what could possibly happen is, okay, PSA say, says, okay, this was an eight, and we feel that the difference between an eight and a nine is, you know, twenty thousand dollars or whatever. I'm just throwing out a, yeah. a number. All right. I guess at that point they could say, okay, we're going to give that twenty thousand dollars to uh, Heritage, and then Heritage could refund the, the the customer. I mean, I don't know how all that chain of 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 monies would 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 work, but I, I kind of think it might be something like that. It's just my yeah. Guess. Plus, we don't know. Again, going back to who who owns the card, right? Did Heritage buy it outright for their auction, or they can sign in it, right? It's, mm -hmm. Whoever owns it is involved in that too, you know. So, well, five there's a PSA upcharges, so they would be responsible for the price difference. I think they should. Mm -hmm. I agree with foul five ball. I I just don't know like legally if they could fight it or just not do it and say, Hey, you know, you know, we graded it a nine. You know, they could just say, Hey, this is not a, a common card. There, this is like you brought up with the, the Gretzky Logan. Like this, I know, you know, when we see some surface scratches, we automatically, you know, think the worst, but for this particular uh, brand and release, you know, this still remains a nine in the eyes of, of us here at PSA. I mean, they could they could very well come back with that, and then probably a legal battle will, will most likely ensue. You know, Mayor, uh, Mr. Flato is probably going to get a lawyer and go after who knows who. Maybe maybe all involved, right? Maybe it's a triple a triple banger lawsuit, right? Puts the names PWCC, Heritage, and PSA. Uh, and just goes after everybody to to try to get something, you know, as far as compensation. So a couple comments from Rich, and I want to get to him since he kind of broke the story, at least to us. Uh, reading the story, uh, as the expression goes, no one's covered themselves in glory. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a bad look uh, for all involved, for, sh for sure, to, to see if PWCC or uh, Heritage Auction uh, says anything. And, and based on, and I don't know Mr. Flato, but if he's going to the watchdog consumer group, uh, you know, for the Dallas News, I believe, uh, he, it's probably not going to end there. He's going to seek uh, legal counsel and uh, fight this and try to recoup, uh, especially, let's, let's you know, give him some credit. If he feels like he paid a PSA 9 price for a card, that's a PSA, not a PSA nine. I mean, I think we all would feel a little bit stung uh, by that, and would you know maybe take uh, legal recourse. So I'm not even, I'm not criticizing for that, and I expect him. He's going in the newspaper and making a public thing. I don't think he's going to just get the card back and say, "Well, I lost." And to be uh, more to come uh, from this story, and like like Rich points out. Again, PWCC with sort of a negative, you know, connotation to it. I mean, if, if you're these guys or, or Heritage, you know, maybe you try to resolve this uh, quietly. But uh, maybe, you know, if he's going, I again, I don't know all the details. I don't know the dates on this. Maybe he tried to get something back from Heritage, PSA, or uh, PWCC, and they said, hey, sorry, it's an auction. It's in a PSA 9 slab. That's what you bought. There's nothing we can do. Maybe he tried that, and, and that's, you know, he went to the watchdog first, maybe kind of as a scare tactic to them. Hey, I, I'm going to the news. Uh, this is going to make uh, your name's going to be out there and not a, a positive light. Uh, you know, maybe kind of maybe scare him into uh, some sort of compensation or agreement. Uh, if that doesn't work, I think his next step, I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Uh, retain a lawyer or if he already has one just brings a uh, litigation to the matter i think that's unless this is resolved uh without litigation i think that's where it's headed and i'm sure we'll if it does we'll it'll, it'll make more mainstream news reading about the sports car daily rather than uh you know dallas uh the dallas so uh we'll see well guys we're we're about five minutes over which is no problem so uh but uh all right, any any final uh, words or thoughts before we wrap it up today? Make yep. sure you watch the Illini tomorrow at 11.15. They beat Houston and they get to the Sweet 16 to battle Arizona, the 2005. That's all I got. Go Illini. <laughs> University of Memphis plays Gonzaga today. So <laughs> I, as much as I love the University of Memphis. <laughs> they looked good first round, though. They did. Uh, Gonzaga didn't really look that good. It took about thirty minutes to finally get going. I guess we'll see, but I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the best. Is all I can say with U of M. But um, 
as far as everything else, um, Val and Jason and I have uh, NASCAR radio that drops every Friday. So take a listen to that. We're also now doing videos now that are available on YouTube. So now we're not just not just a, a podcast, but we do have a, a video portion as well. So check that out. There you go. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, well, since we're talking about each of our like kind of hometown college basketball teams, Syracuse will be playing uh, at the start of next year in 2022, as they uh, finished under 500, <laughs> they didn't even get it. They didn't even get invited to the NIT, and the season was so bad. Coach Beheim said they would have not accepted uh, an invitation to the NIT. You guys had a not bad run in the conference tournament. Uh, well, they won one. They beat Florida State. They beat the pants off them, and then they almost beat uh, Duke. But uh, not a good year, Brody. But uh, you know, as we always say here in Syracuse, uh, next year. Been saying that a little bit too much <laughs> lately, but uh, it is what it is, right? So I'll root. Uh, I'll root uh, since I have no dog in the fight. I'll root. Uh, I guess I'll be uh, for 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 Logan. I'll be a Memphis fan, and uh, I'll root your Illini on today as well, bro. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat room. If you're listening to this in audio podcast form, thank you as well. We will be back with our overtime edition on Tuesday night. And uh, we'll be back here, uh, or someone will be here probably, week, but we'll be back here next Saturday uh, as well. We'll see you either Tuesday or next Saturday, or hey, don't miss any of them. See you both days. Thanks, everybody. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.